Welcome to the Rust Belt Rundown, brought to you by Rust Belt Recruiting. This podcast is designed to shine a light on the meaningful work being done in Northeast Ohio and the surrounding region. We will convene manufacturing executives and Northeast Ohio business leaders for candid discussions about their business, regional happenings, industry trends, entrepreneurship, and more. Now, let's get running on the rundown. Welcome, everyone, to episode 38 of the Rust Belt Rundown, a Rust Belt recruiting production. I am your host, Paul O'Connor. And on this episode, we are joined by Matt Sechrist, partner at Taft Law. Matt, thanks for joining, man. Thanks for having me. I'm starting to think I'm in trouble. You're the second lawyer we've had on the podcast in about three weeks. Um, oh, jeez. So I'm going to yeah. make sure that all my all my taxes are in line and, uh, you know, I'm all squared away. But uh, no, we appreciate you coming on, man. Um, let's jump in. I mean, you just had a, a, a transition in, in your career. Um, you just joined Taft after almost 10 years at Squire Patton Boggs. Um, you know, what what uh, made you make the change? Yeah, sure. No problem. So I was with Squire, like you said, for 10 years. I've been doing benefits uh this benefit stuff for about 15 years. So I actually started doing it in law school. Um, didn't know I wanted to kind of fall into this. It kind of just happenstance. I uh, was taking tax classes and I worked in a small tax boutique firm over in Westlake. And they asked me, hey, Matt, do you want to look at a cash balance pension plan? I was like, I don't know what that is, but sure, I'll take a look at it. Little do I know, 15 years later, this would be my career. Um, I joined Squire, I think it was uh, 2012. Um, it's a good opportunity for me. I had worked with two senior partners and they both had their own kind of practice niches, I would say, in benefits. Um, and I got to grow up with them. One of them uh, specialized in um, um, equity compensation and mergers and acquisitions. Um, other one specialized in your traditional pension. Like you think about your factory workers, they, um, they, have a, they work for so many years and they get a pension when they retire. Um, and he also worked on 401ks and health insurance for, for companies. I kind of got a good blend of them, uh, both of them. And kind of fast forward 10 years, uh, one was looking to retire and had a chance to move over to Taft and um, join a larger group and hopefully, uh, you know, make this even a larger group. It's um, it kind of different. It was actually, uh, uh, my wife was actually pregnant at the time. We, uh, I joined Taft on April 1st and um, uh, my wife gave birth on April 28th. So uh -huh. this is our second. Um, we have a three and a half year old uh, named Grant and this new one's named Jack. It's uh, definitely a lot in one month. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. I can uh, only imagine. Um, yeah. Well, that's good, man. Yeah. Well, congrats on the move again. But um, I, I wanted to also ask you, you're, you've been a board member of the Tax Club of Cleveland uh, since 2018, I believe. Talk to us about what that work entails and, and your role within the organization. Sure, no problem. I'm, um, like you said, I've been a board member of the tax club. Um, basically, they're a, um, a, it's a, just a group for tax professionals to kind of get together and learn about different topics. So the tax club, we have uh, meetings in the Marriott. Uh, Pre-COVID, uh, we had more often we're just actually starting to kick this thing up again um nice and go into live meetings so we have um meeting lunches at the marriott where we just talk about different uh tax subjects so we have specialists come in from dc or from cleveland they talk to all the different um you know folks 
different companies about um, things that may impact them. We got uh, speakers on international tax issues. We've had uh, estate planning issues. We've had uh, the Ohio uh, tax commissioner come in, talk about how Ohio state taxes work. Um, pretty good group. Um, I'm actually gonna be the programming chair this year. So I actually nice. have uh, the responsibility of trying to figure out uh, how to make well, to bring interesting in. for everybody. So I'm gonna try to put together a good lineup if I can to get more people, uh, get people interested, come to live events. Pre-COVID, I would say we used to have like, say about 60 to 80 people show up for these lunches, which you think about it, how many people are showing up for tax lunches. Um, but I don't know, hopefully we get 80 that back up there again. Eight, yeah, 80 people is a good amount, I think. Yeah, we had a big conference room in the Marriott, which we we filled. Maybe it was the free lunch. Maybe it was the subject. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was a, I'm sure a combo of both. Um, so, okay, so you have people come in and essentially, you know, the topics, you know, they're wide ranging, but, you know, how often are they affecting local and state tax issues? Oh, well, like the one with the Ohio tax commissioner, that one's completely relevant. They mm -hmm. talked about issues as far as, um, um, complexities, as far as, um, trying to submit your tax forms. They talk about, different uh, uh, state issues um, as far as credits that were available under state income tax laws. Um, that's completely relevant. As far as the um, international stuff, it's kind of hit, it's kind of hit or miss on the international stuff, honestly. The eight companies um, in Cleveland, we've got big companies like Eaton, we've got uh, broader Northeast Ohio, we've got Timken um, and Goodyear. They have um, international tax um, uh, things of interest that would hit them for your normal kind of manufacturing company with only operations and maybe Ohio and a couple of other states. I would say more like the um, the tax commissioner, those sorts of uh, seminars are, are more uh, on point. But it's pretty interesting because there's a good variety. People can, you don't have to come to everything. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Um, so as a trustee of the Cleveland Metropolitan Bar Foundation, I want to talk about this a little bit too. What areas in the community have you been able to impact the most through the legal and educational services that you guys provide? Oh, definitely. The, the Bar Foundation, it's, um, uh, we are um, the fundraising arm of the uh, Cleveland Metropolitan Bar Association. So we raise funds for the association's activities. And uh, it's actually, this is my uh, last year on the board. I'm rolling off the end of uh, uh, this month, or I'm actually actually been rolled off right now. I've been on the board <laughs> for like seven years now. It's been a long time. So there's a ton of different activities that um, the Bar Association uh, puts does. So um, we have a, um, uh, a group for the arts. So like if you're an expiring artist, it can talk about how to protect your artwork, how to form a business. Um, we have um, uh, the homeless um, initiative. So we help people um, with issues there. We have um, the three R's, which um, basically uh, it looks at uh, local students that and high school students that want to become lawyers eventually. We talk, we talk about what does it mean to be a lawyer and kind of uh, they would shadow lawyers and in, in different law firms. There's, um, it's actually kind of hard. It's actually there's so many different activities. It's it's hard for me to keep track after doing this for so many for so long. It's uh it's really it's great work that's been done in the community. 
Um, and it's actually the fundraising events are really fun. So every um, October we have the Halloween run for justice. So if you're interested in running with a bunch of lawyers and costumes, it's pretty fun. And then we have the Rock the Foundation event. The Rock the Foundation event we've had at Music Box Supper Club um, the past few years. It was uh, normally in February this year. I think it was um, uh, it was actually May. Uh, uh, I wasn't able to go because my wife gave birth, obviously. So, um, but uh, that's a cool event. You get like three or four hundred people going in, going to the event, and get to see a live band and kind of kind of fun. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's let's transition to you know your role and your job a little bit. You know, you've been mm -hmm. you've been in uh, tax and employee benefits for uh, over a decade now. Um, <laughs> You know, what, what are you seeing as new employee benefit trends? It can be related to COVID. It doesn't have to be necessarily. Mm -hmm. But what, what has the last two to three years looked like in your world? Last two to three years have probably been some of the most exciting in my world, believe it or not. So um, most of my stuff is uh, compliance uh, for historic. So there's a change in the law. We have to amend pension plans. We have to give disclosures participants. Now, um, as a lot of us are seeing the war for talent, that's really kind of been kind of really neat and invigorating for me, honestly. So I get companies calling me for like different ideas as far as how to attract and retain people. So um, doing a lot now with um, companies that are looking to put in for the very first time equity incentive plans. So they do stock options, restricted stock grants to employees, uh, contractors or phantom um, plan. So basically it's like a bonus that's mirrored to the value of the company. Get a lot of questions like that. Um, got a lot of employers looking just for different, for ways to differentiate themselves from other, from their competitors, which is just a whole new, like it opens so much out there. So we talk about, um, example, I have a client uh, talking about employee discounts. So discounts on their products. Um, believe it or not, there's a, if you there's a lot of tax rules with that and if you follow them properly that discount uh, would not be taxable to the employee which you know if you got an employee that's you know you're trying to retain and employees are trying to retain if you give them a give them your products at a discount compared to the general public and they don't have to pay tax for it now that's going to be a pretty good incentive um, you got tuition coverage too you've got different bonus type schemes just just the kind of like the puzzle. It's just one big, it's just a big fun puzzle. I've always been like, I've always liked puzzles in, in my life. I always like trying to figure things out. And it's the last couple of years, especially the last year with the war for talent, has just been just amazing. Just the variety of things I see and just the questions. It's can never, you yeah, never, never know enough. what, you never, you never know what each day is, is going to entail. And it's, and it's just amazing. So do you get involved in conversations at all about like the hybrid workplace and, and, and do your clients come to you about that as well in terms of like how they should set that up and, and what their strategy should be? Oh yeah. I get involved in a lot of that. So my clients are not just based in Northeast Ohio. They're based um, um, actually globally, for Got the, it. believe it or not. So um, we have a lot of remote workers, especially because of COVID. Um, so uh, with remote workers, I help, client, I help clients a lot with the tax implications of that. So um, say you're an employee that you're, you're based in Ohio, but now 
you're working in Florida, okay, and the employee calls and says, hey, I'm living in Florida. Florida doesn't have a state income tax. Why are you withholding my Ohio income tax for my paycheck? Um, deal with those types of issues. Um, deal with issues as far as um, reimbursement of travel expenses. Um, I really kind of, if I kind of had to explain to people like what I do, um, it's really how people get paid. I would say just like that. If you just kind of like generalize it, I deal with a lot of things, a lot of questions about how people get paid, which encompasses benefits, but also payroll questions and, and things like that, like I just described. So you mentioned that companies are coming to you for ideas or options or, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think, you know, the next wave is, right? No one in 2019 could have possibly predicted what we just lived through. Mm -hmm. um, no one would have ever thought maybe by 2030, 2035, if no pandemic happened, maybe we would have gotten to a point as a society that hybrid work would be more socially acceptable. And that is a maybe. But mm -hmm. where do you think, what, what will be the benefit of the future, you know, in, in 2030, in, in eight, 10 years, uh, that companies will absolutely have to offer, you know, and it's kind of, I'm kind of asking you to predict the future, which is a hard question, but you know, yeah. if, if there are any trends in what you're seeing early, that maybe, cause it always starts like this, right? Like, you know, Google offers something or target or Walmart or one of these massive employer mm -hmm. provide Amazon. And then slowly, but surely it kind of trickles down to everyone else. Do you see one or two trends that, you know, the, the general public doesn't know about yet? That's a tough one. Um, you know, just the, the flexibility work from home, that's yep. definite. Um, there's a lot of talk as far as employers providing assistance to employees uh, with their student loans. Hmm. Um, so I see a lot of that. There's actually, um, you know, people are looking about looking at, instead of getting a match to a 401k plan, um, I have my employer contribute uh, a money to pay off, help pay off my student loan. So I know there's a lot of talk about um, the Biden administration forgiving student loans, but um, that's only limited to like 10,000. So yeah. school doesn't get any cheaper. I think about Grant and I think about yep. Jack, but I'm going to kind of look at later on um, as far as them going to school and possible student loans. So I imagine there'll be some kind of, there's going to be some kind of employer incentive to cover those it's almost like a cost of training. And the thing about it is mm -hmm. cost of training to get ready for the job you have. So you have yeah. all this kind of going into the into your role. So I think there's going to be something as far as employers covering those costs somehow. Yep. Yeah. So the last, you know, depending on who you ask, I guess, but the last eight or nine months, you know, if any if anybody reads the news or has bought anything you know, the, the topic is rising prices and inflation, right? So I guess my question for you is, has, I, I think the answer is yes, but has that trickled into your conversations with your customers and your clients in terms of strategies or what they need to do to try and offset that or, or even in hiring practices, right? Maybe they have, have slowed hiring. Maybe they have increased their uh, normal uh, rates for people. What, what, is those, what have those conversations looked like? Believe it or not, I don't see a slowdown in hiring. 
Um, I That's see, good to hear. I, well, yeah, it is good to hear. Yeah. I, I, I see uh, companies uh, raising their minimum, like for hourly, hourly folks, I see them raising their minimum wage to try to attract people. Um, the conversation on inflation is out there, but companies um, that I've worked with, that I work with, they just want the talent and they just want people to kind of um, just help them operate their business so they can make a profit. Um, inflation is, is the concern, but it's not the driving force. The driving force is trying to get people to work for them just because of the shortage, especially in um, more of the, you know, the retail space, the manufacturing space. It's just the war for talent is, is there. It's present. You can see it. Has there been, um, you know, in, in across all of the customers that, or I should say clients that you have, has there been one industry or lane or avenue that has been particularly struggling like in your conversation or, or one industry that has, that has been hit the hardest in the last two years that you've really had to kind of help revamp how they've attracted talent and their benefits package? Or has it kind of been across the board, same, similar conversations? A lot is a similar conversation. Um, you know, I, I really can't think of one in particular, honestly. I'm, I'm trying to think of something that kind of stands out, but I really, I really can't think of one that particularly stands out. Sorry about that. No, no. Yeah. I'm just curious if it was, well, let's, let's do this. You know, tell us about the different clients that you serve. I know you said that there, some are global. Um, do you work across a, a, a variety of different industries? Like who does Taft really work with? Well, I, I work with um, variety. I work with hotels. I work with manufacturers. I work with casinos. I work with um, um, chemical companies. I work with uh, uh, data security companies. I work with hospital systems. I work yeah, with everybody. Uh, like I work with industrial suppliers. Um, I work with just so many different types. Um, a lot of it has to do with um, the the laws that everyone's regulated by is uh, ERISA and the Internal Revenue Code. Those are federal laws that apply to everyone. Um, so it, uh, in some sense, it doesn't really matter like what the industry is that the, that the client is, is working in because the federal law is universal throughout. But like kind of when we get to the you know, the incentive compensation, the trying to attract people, that's where I kind of see um, some differences. Like I mentioned before about the, um, the discount, that was, that was for a retail client where um, they gave discounts on their, on their clothing, which is really attractive for their retail employees. So we, we worked on that and we were able to actually extend that to their non-retail employees as well, which you know, help them throughout their whole uh, business model, not just the, the retail space. Um, so it really kind of, you know, it, it's the same, but like when I get to these kind of war for talent, then it can kind of change. That's, that's where I can see the change a little bit, the differences. That makes sense. Um, so two, so two more questions and then we'll get you out of here. So, so you joined Taft just a couple months ago. Um, talk to us about, you know, what the these three months have been and then you know if there are any challenges that you know you're going to see in the next couple months or um you know 
different initiatives or projects that you guys are working on? Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, they, um, yeah, I really haven't seen much of a, a challenge. I mean, um, uh, I, I joined Taft. I kind of just helped my clients transition over. Um, just, you know, they're talking to me. They continue to talk to me. It's just in a different name. You know how, you yeah. know how that goes. So yep. um, just trying to get files over and that, that was uh, a little tricky. Um, um, kind of getting to know everybody again at, at Squire. I was kind of, um, kind of became Mr. Benefits at Squire because we weren't, uh, we, didn't, we didn't have that large benefits group. So I was always, you know, one of the first people people call throughout the firm. I'd work with like 200 plus attorneys a year. So in the firm. So it's kind of just getting to know the new faces and everything, which is, which is fun. I like it. I like the office. There's a lot of people, a lot of people my age with, with kids too. So now are um, you back? Are you back five days a week? I'm back five days a week. I'm, wow. a, little, I'm a little crazy. I am. Um, she, Ellie gave birth on the 28th and then I took three weeks off and nice. came back. I just, it's kind of hard for, um, like professionals like myself with like clients that they, you serve, um, yeah, take of an course. Extended, extended period of time. Um, the firm has like a leave policy that you can get, um, is either 14 or 16 weeks of maternity leave. That's great. Um, which is amazing, but I could never take that. I would yeah. just uh, <laughs> ever want to be like, where are you, Matt? We need these questions answered now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I can imagine. Um, they, they were okay. Everyone was okay with, with three weeks, but if I push it longer, it's kind of like, I got to make sure I answer their questions. Um, no, it's great. I enjoy the people I'm working with and um, they've got a really strong uh, group here and I'm looking forward to get to know even more people outside of Cleveland as the firm continues to, to continues to grow as well, which is neat. Love it. Awesome. Um, all right, man. Last one. Uh, sometimes the hardest question we ask everybody, but uh, we always like to highlight a couple local area Cleveland restaurants. So this can be your favorite dinner spot. This can be your kid's favorite spot, your wife's favorite spot. It can be a lunch uh, spot near you. But what is your, uh, if, if someone's visiting Cleveland and you're recommending somewhere to go, what's your spot? So I live in Chagrin Falls um, area. So yep. I'm particular to Emmettalian. I love Emmettalia a lot. All right. Um, they're, they're, pretty good they're you know as the name says is italian food it's, it's really good yep. i love that yep. um also there's Flipside down and downtown chagrin falls as well i'm a big fan of that um i got some other ones but i just can't remember their exact names so i don't want to say the right say the those, wrong names but uh those two are, those good are enough. really those are two are good our go-to so far along with a couple others out there nice I love it. Awesome. Um, last thing, where, uh, where can people find you connect with you, uh, learn more about Taft, things like that? Sure. You can just go, you just Google my name, Matt Seacrest, um, and benefits attorney. I'm only uh, Matt Seacrest benefits attorney that a photo shows up in the, in the country. When you <laughs> that's Google, a good, so. <laughs> that's a good Google result right there. Yeah. Yeah. There are some cool Matt Seacrest out there. I think there's like a musician and some other, something like that, you know, that's, uh, just, just look for the benefits one. <laughs> so that's how That'll you, be you. Pretty easy Got to it. find. Love it. Awesome. Well, Matt, we appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you again. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll talk with you soon. Next time I'm in Cleveland, I'm sure we'll, uh, maybe we'll try one of your spots. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks. 
Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Rust Belt Rundown. Make sure you check us out at rustbeltrecruiting.com. The Rust Belt Rundown is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and click on five stars if you enjoyed this episode. See you next time.